Forgiveness is a three-part series in the 3D manual. And Jason and I are going to spend some solid time talking about this topic and what it is and what it is not. Welcome to the 3D Disciples podcast, where we're working together to develop disciples who display God's love as we deploy into God's world. Join us on this journey by liking, subscribing, and following this channel. I'm your host, Hannah, and alongside us is the pastor of FBC Clarion, Jason Hunter. May Jesus help us climb to new heights. This might be a bad thing, but I'm about to ask almost every question swirling about in my brain (laughs) regarding forgiveness. Um, There were three sermons on this topic, forgiveness, forgiven, forgiver. And so hopefully the listeners won't mind that this topic's probably going to be broken up into two episodes. And hopefully you, Jason, won't mind if my questions beat a dead horse. (laughs) No. (laughs) As the saying goes. There's not a better topic to to discuss. Yeah. Okay. So this is chapter four in the manual, page 59 is where this starts. And this whole chapter is just devoted to forgiveness. Um, I didn't really break up my questions into like each topic of forgiveness. So it's just general forgiveness. Speaking of general forgiveness, like how do we, how should we define forgiveness? Wow. How should we define forgiveness? <laughs> yeah. Cause I noticed like there were many things that you taught that I recognize and I've heard before. And then there were some things you mentioned that kind of seemed more foreign to me about it. Yeah. Well, um, I think I always start when I start thinking about forgiveness is, is start with what it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, it is not, um, a feeling, um, mm. or an emotion. Okay. Um, True forgiveness is something I think you will never feel like. Um, it is not a, um, it's not permission giving, uh, which is uh, we practice forgiveness really bad and like, and, and we make it, I, I think a lot of people have an aversion to forgiveness because we make it permission giving because our general response is, oh, it's okay. It's mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. And it is not just letting things go. It is not just water under the bridge to never be thought of again. Mm -hmm. And so forgiveness is really an action that deals with faces, a genuine hurt offense. Some, something bad was done to somebody. Mm -hmm. It looks at that. Honestly, it deals with the, with that truth. It recognizes a particular right to be angry, to be hurt, to be, a justifiable, you know, reaction that something just needs to happen. Mm -hmm. And then the choosing, you know, to deny that right. Mm -hmm. That's, that's really forgiveness is I was really hurt. This was really painful for me. I have a right for justice. Mm -hmm. I choose to not exercise my right. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you don't have all those elements, it's not forgiveness, but yeah, we, you know, let it go, ignore it, we'll water under the bridge, which it just doesn't face the truth of it. That's not forgiveness either. Right. And that's, just forgetting that's why it, I it's thought your sermon was foreign to me because like that's how I've thought it was prior to the three sermons was water under the bridge. And probably why I have so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's also another way that I kind of liked that you actually put it in the manual. Um, I'll just read that. Forgiveness is a constant turning coin between God's forgiveness of us 
and our forgiveness of those who have sinned against us. So that there's like kind of two parts. You have to accept his, and then that kind of trickles down into you giving it to other people too. Right. Right. Um, and and so okay, so yeah going. so that, so just think about that. Did God, when God forgave us, did He just say all our sins are water under the bridge? No. No, no. He didn't. It mm-hmm. was dealt with mm-hmm. because Jesus paid the price. There was justice for our sin that offered us forgiveness, and so Jesus has the right to demand from us. He chooses not to exercise His rights, mm-hmm. and uh, and so. So, but our sin doesn't just wasn't just just I just let it go. Mm-hmm. You know, God's justice was satisfied. Mm-hmm. It, our our sins were dealt with; they were acknowledged. Yeah, if it was water on the bridge, like Jesus wouldn't have had to have died. Right, right? exactly. And and I like the other part that you said that there's actually another similar quote that you mentioned in the sermon, which is like you don't feel it; you have to choose. And you said if you are waiting to feel forgiveness, you'll be waiting forever. And forgiveness is an act of wills or act of faith, however you want to define it. So that yeah. was, I think those knots is a really great way of starting this this talk because, at least for me personally, I was I was the one who was like, "It's water under the bridge, let it go," because that's so just that's all I understood about it. So. Yeah, and you want to get free from it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the ultimate goal is to be free from it, mm-hmm. but it's not the just ignoring it. Mm-hmm. it it's it's you has it has to be dealt with and kind of buried mm-hmm. yeah um there was also three commitments that you mentioned for forgiveness one was that i will not bring it up to the offender two i will not bring it up to others and three i will not bring it up to myself you did make an exception for this rule like if it's to reconcile relationships which i mean that makes sense that sounds good but like I feel like there should be a commitment or an exception to like commitment number two about bringing it up to others. Like we're really not supposed to tell anyone else. <laughs> I don't know. Like how do we acknowledge that we've been hurt if we can't express it? Um. Well, uh, forgiveness. So so one of the other things we don't do well or haven't done well, and, and that, that threefold commitment, I've ta- I think I've talked on the podcast before about call to obedience and um, the discipleship program that I went through mm-hmm. a number of years ago. Yep. That threefold commitment is actually from the call to obedience manual. Okay. That's how they teach that. And, and so, but what they do that I wasn't able to cover in the sermon is they break down forgiveness admonishment and reconciliation into three different categories mm-hmm. and that those are three different things. Okay. And, and so you kind of have to make this internal commitment to these things um, before you can move on to the other ones. And so once you're really willing to forgive somebody, well, if there is admonishment that you need to correct somebody and go and talk to them about a sin that they have done. Okay. Admonishment it, was a big word. Thank you for explaining yeah, that. Admonishment yeah. is okay. like where we go to correct our brothers. Okay. If you see a brother sins against you, go to him and tell him his mm. fault. And you know, if he responds, you've won your brother back kind of okay. idea. It's like, and, and kind of the relationship we have with one another that we are supposed to correct one another. And mm-hmm. so there might come a time when you need to tell the person what they've done Mm. if you're admonishing them as a brother or sister in Christ but you kind of need to do like I don't have to do this Mm. Uh, and and that's the next step for reconciliation Mm. where you're trying to reestablish a relationship with somebody so sometimes it does have to be dealt with Mm. Um, sometimes we do maybe we do need to talk to people in a counseling situation if they're struggling if someone's struggling to really forgive but what that 
the the caveat to that is when we say we're not going to talk to other people about it, it's usually in that venting process, mm -hmm. uh, which is a pop psychology idea, like, oh, you need to get it out. You need to let it go, mm -hmm. um, which um, this is another line from Call to Obedience, is that venting is Satan's uh, poor substitution for actual forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And so what we do when we vent, most of the time, we're talking to a third-party person. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you what so-and-so did to me. Right. We're either trying to make ourselves a victim so that we get okay. pity. We're trying to build an alliance so that now that person feels bad about the person who <laughs> did something like that wrong person, to no. me. Yeah. And so so it, it, it's really venting slash gossip. Right. And, and it so, does exactly what Satan wants to do, which is right. tear us apart right. and make us divide yeah. right and, and 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 really uh, i was just listening to somebody actually today in another context and um and so many of our issues as people and between people and so many of the things we need to do living in the world is we need to forgive we need to forgive we need to forgive and we do we vent we rant we gripe we complain mm -hmm. and we're not really wed ready to make that commitment like i'm not going to bring it up to them i'm not going to bring it i'm not going to talk to other people about it mm -hmm. um or I'm not going to dwell on it myself. And that is mm -hmm. the, the commitment to it. And everybody, and you watch, everybody's going to try to fudge around those ones somehow or another. <laughs> Hence me asking for <laughs> I mean, it, it is because our, our, I've got to tell somebody because yeah. we want other people to see the injustice done to us. Mm -hmm. we, want, we want to build alliances and we want to be, look how wrongly I was treated, you know. Mm -hmm. And, and we, we, we can't. We want people to know our plight in life mm. and, and to just, but you think about what Jesus did. What did Jesus do when he was accused of all these terrible things he did? Zip a lip. He remained silent. Said nothing, yeah. And, you know, and mm -hmm. even though he was just. And mm -hmm. so. Uh, yeah, he certainly but, could have said many things to not yeah. go to the cross. Well, isn't it good for me to get it off my chest? No, you just need to forgive it. Mm-hmm. That's hard. <laughs> well, there yeah. was another part, though, that I wanted to bring up about, like, bringing it up to others. Because like, my question is, like, aren't there, like, sins that are so atrocious that they do need to be brought up to, like, police or someone in authority to put a stop to it? Yeah. yeah. But, again, that, I, I mean, That's yes, okay. absolutely. There's mm -hmm. some legal things that that need to be done mm -hmm. in, in, in those cases. Yeah. That's where my brain but went when we were yeah, talking about yeah. this. <laughs> um, it, yeah, I mean, I think there's... But see, I would say that's more of a consequence of a sin that we mm -hmm. are responsible for looking out for people that things do need to be passed on to proper authorities and, and mm -hmm. so forth. And sometimes that, mm -hmm. you know, but once that's done, it needs to stop there. Like, for, yeah. like when you do the forgiveness process, okay, I've done what's needed to be done. I've dealt with it. Mm -hmm. It's been handled. It's been passed on. And now I'm not going to be talking about it with every other person on the street. Yeah, it, it's really that that when you. People who are wronged really like to tell other people about it, mm -hmm. so, like, and not for justifiable reasons, not yeah. for justice reasons, like, right? To put a stop to it. So it almost seems like you can apply these these commitments. Put it basically put every wrong that happens to you through these three, and nine times out of ten you can apply them, and maybe one times out of ten, hopefully you don't have too many trying experiences. 
will there need to be more digging into right and into and that? i think there's you know there's like sometimes talking to a counselor about those kind of things you know mm-hmm. I, I think it's not that kind of idea like i'm really seeking to get over this i'm really seeking to get to the place where i don't dwell on it i don't talk about it mm-hmm. you know kind of thing mm-hmm. is is what we're going to we have to do at times mm-hmm. but and that, that makes me think of another question actually speaking of you being like sort of a counselor not you being a counselor but counseling is that you used to work with children in the, the therapeutic wilderness camping mm-hmm. and you had mentioned in one of your sermons about like you had these kids who would hold on to their traumas for like years and years and years and this might be too personal of a question but like did it ever pain you just a little when you told the kid to just like neglect it and like that what happened to them or is that not how you taught uh, it? Say that again. Did it ever pain you to like tell the kid like just neglect that you were traumatized? <laughs> like, or is that not how you explained it to them? Well, one, I didn't understand forgiveness at that point like <laughs> I do now. Uh-huh, so uh-huh. I've learned that in the in the years since then. Um, but in a lot of ways, we did practice the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we did we addressed it. Um, and, and so like kids in tra- traumatic situations, and so this is going to sound double speak in some kind of way, mm-hmm. um, they did need to process that. Mm-hmm. So in a counseling session, so a lot of times, um, and, and so the way we worked on forgiveness is we would hear their trauma mm-hmm. and we would affirm, and this is what they hadn't been done, mm-hmm. like, oh, you should feel, I understand why you feel bad about that, or that would make me angry, or that was wrong, or that's not fair to you. And we would have, so, so it's that not just ignoring it, they, okay. they needed to, to help to face that okay. and deal with their emotions. And so right. we would work through that process so that, because a lot of times it was their parents and they wanted to go on loving their parents, but then they, they had these conflicting, like my parent did this bad thing to me, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, but I love my parent and how do they go together? So getting them to acknowledge that, yes, that was wrong. You were wrong mm-hmm. and not because the example I use a lot of times is like when we do something wrong to somebody in America, um, you know, 90% of the time, I would I imagine most people do it this way. Somebody does something wrong to you. They say, I'm sorry. And most of the time, I get the mass majority of the time, the response, at least in our context, is, oh, that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and what we had to help these kids do was learn to say, when we're encouraging you to forgive, we're not telling you to say it's okay. okay. We're getting you to say, no, that was wrong. No, mm-hmm. you were neglected. No, you were mistreated. No, that I understand why you're angry. I understand why you're sad. I understand, yes, those are pro- appropriate feelings. Mm-hmm. And you can tell your parent that you forgive them without saying it's okay. Mm-hmm. And that's that was the real, that was the, kind of one of the foundational ideas mm-hmm. that I came to understand later on. Yeah. Like I said, I didn't, I hadn't studied this and to yeah. that depth when I was working with those kids, but that acknowledging the hurt, acknowledging the hurt was huge to their forgiveness and them getting over right. it. Cause that's what, like you said, Oh, it's just let it be water on the bridge. I'll just forget yeah. it. And like, they couldn't, they couldn't get past that mm-hmm. until they acknowledged the truth of the situation. They mm-hmm. acknowledged the pain, acknowledged the hurt. And like, Oh, that me being mad about that is the right emotion? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and so then they could start to work beyond that point. Yeah. Because then they were like kind of over this hump. Yeah. It was like a big hump. It's just like a, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, it's f- funny you mentioned that the it's okay thing. Because another thing you said is like, 
you said at home and I assumed it meant in your marriage where like one of you would say, let me find my question. Um, I'm sorry. And then the other would respond, it's okay. Now you said you used to do that. So how do you guys work that out now? If someone does something wrong and they don't say it's okay, how do they respond? Uh, I forgive you. Oh, (laughs) that makes sense. (laughs) I mean, mean, we, and we had to, I mean, we literally had to train ourselves to, to do that. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I challenge you, next time you're in a public situation, like mm-hmm. in Walmart or something, just do that. Like when somebody, because you'll see people all the time, like they'll cut you off and they say, oh, excuse me. And you, oh, it's okay. Right. You, you, if you can stop and look somebody in the eye and go, I forgive you. You're like, whoa. Yeah, you'll see them. They'll, they'll go like, ah. That. What does that mean? <laughs> exactly. Because yeah. because when you say, I forgive you, yeah. there's there's this undertone of, I'm acknowledging that you did something wrong. Yeah. And that makes everybody uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And so we just, we slough it off. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. I like that, though. Uh, you yeah. know, but that's now, oh, it's okay, then. I won't Why don't I just keep cutting you off? Yeah, yeah. why do I have to apologize then yeah. if it's okay? I feel like I need to tell Ben that because, like, there's been many times, Ben being my husband, um, where, like, I do do something wrong, and he just says, oh, it's okay, and I'm like, it's not okay. Like, I, and I don't know how else to tell him to respond. I should start telling him, just forgive me, Yeah, <laughs> and, and literally, and, yeah. and so we've trained ourselves to, will you forget? We ask, uh, will you forgive me? Mm-hmm. And then, like, yes, I will forgive you. Mm-hmm. We've had to train, and but it's <laughs> it doesn't happen. It's it's that, and it goes back to the other point. This is a decision. This is a conscious act, mm-hmm. intentionality. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we had to work very hard to like be intentional about that. It's so simple, though. Simple, but yeah, cool. Matthew chapter nine verses two through six. Just then. Some men brought him to a paralytic, him being Jesus, lying in a stretcher. Seeing their faith, Jesus told the paralytic, Have courage, son, your sins are forgiven. At this, some of the scribes said among themselves, Excuse me, he's blaspheming. But perceiving their thoughts, Jesus said, Why are you thinking evil things in your hearts? For which is easier, to say your sins are forgiven, or to say get up and walk? But you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. Then he told the paralytic, get up, pick up your stretcher, and go home. So seriously, though, which one is easier to say? I'm, like, confused what Jesus is, like, saying. Um, well, that that particular parable is, that really is the crux of that parable, mm-hmm. is that Jesus is able to forgive sins. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was in Matthew or a different version. But the it, Luke version has the, a lot more description. Well, and I think it says when the guys say he's blaspheming, who can forgive sins but mm-hmm. God alone, as they say that statement. Mm-hmm. And so I love the story. Because it's really not about the paralytic walking. No. It has. It's all about Jesus. The Jesus has the capacity to forgive sins, and as they rightly say, only God can do that. Mm-hmm. And so it acknowledges that Jesus is claiming, not verbatim, but he is claiming to be God, mm-hmm. and he's exercising the power to forgive sins. I love that that parable. Mm-hmm. And like uh, you said earlier, that that our forgiveness to other is always in response to Jesus' forgiveness of us. Mm-hmm. And and so we got to keep 
you know, spinning that coin as the uh, kind of the imagery I tried to use between mm-hmm. God's forgiveness of us, our forgiveness of others. And uh, because when we are forgiving others, we tend to think about how we've been wrong, how we've how the the injustice that's done to us and we never think back to how much injustice we've done to Jesus Mm -hmm. and that's really the root of it and Jesus has that authority to do that he has forgiven us and he's God so Mm -hmm. so the question is if you offend an infinitely perfect person what's the what's the just uh What's the justice to that? What what do you, what should you give if you infi- if you offend an infinitely good person? What should be done to you? Well, you had said in the sermon that infinite punishment yeah would make sense b- because it, it it matches the the offense mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so anything that anybody's done to us is less than infinite mm-hmm. and so if you can't hold those two in in balance all the ways that's that's the key. That's a really good spot to pick up, and we'll start next week's episode around that area. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. Our prayer is that you've heard something today that will help you be a better disciple of Jesus Christ. We also want to encourage you to make sure you take your next step in your discipleship journey by considering what it is you would do about what you heard today, and then go and do it. Finally, we want to invite you to join us at 10:30 on Sundays, either at our Main Street campus in downtown Clarion between Dunkin' Donuts and McDonald's or online at fbcclarion.com. God bless. <laughs>